up? This is Sarah G and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. So I quickly want to do my Monday mood and then uh, have some other things to talk about as well. But I just want to say for anyone who hasn't heard or seen TikTok, just know that one of the creators that I know and have followed, Laura Lee Watts, she lost her daughter to epilepsy, and I please, please just keep her and her family in your thoughts. Uh, it's, ooh, I mean, I wanted to just say that Savannah was the sweetest. I could t tell how much she loved her siblings. We went live once or twice in uh, COVID on Instagram, and I talked to them during then. I just... Honestly, I just love your family. I'm sending you so much love. I truly know that you've been in such a better spot since then, but I, I just wanted to say that it was much a blessing that I got to talk to you guys and interact with you guys, and I just, I'm just sending you as much love as I can possibly give, and yeah, I, I don't really know what more to say, and please guys, please respect the family's privacy right now and space at this time, yes, you should check in with her, etc., but if she doesn't respond, that's okay, too. Like, don't, don't get hateful. The reason that I say that is because also, like, I was at an online show last night, so this is being recorded on Wednesday, and the amount of people that got this exclusive content that was a pre-recorded special that people seriously I swear knew but they just loved complaining and loved sending hate and kept saying really like shitty things about this person and this person I will mention more later of the special that I saw but this person also they lost a family member recently as well and you know I thought about the Super Bowl commercials like all of the ones stood out the Steve Martin one with the dog with the plastic surgery by the way that dog was my type of dog, the dog that I own, a bearded collie. But, you know, what I'm saying is the unfortunate thing that stands out more is all of the, like, Jesus religious commercials, even though Jesus wouldn't have done that kind of stuff for publicity or whatever. And that's, like, people are straying away from what the Bible actually means. And again, I, yeah, yeah, but Sarah, aren't you an atheist? Uh, yeah, I go back and forth between atheism and agnosticism. I think it definitely depends because it's always like I think a lot of people are where I am because of just how religion we've seemed to sway so much from. And I mean, just in general, I question a lot of the stuff, but it's like, you know what? I think that just Christianity as a whole has become people have been missing as I've been talking about, even with my mom, she's like, they're missing the whole thing about, you know, Jesus being about forgiveness and, you know, God in the first Testament being about people make mistakes or whatever. But it's just all this stuff that gets misinterpreted and then it gets put into these commercials that make everything seem like, okay, no, that, that, that's not the message that it's supposed to be. And that's why I think I wind up kind of like, okay, what the fuck just happened here? So aside from that, my Monday mood is a little bit different, but I think that we should all consider the fact that uh, Rihanna 
the Monday mood. And the only reason that you, people are like, you talked about her so much last week. Yeah, I talked about how she was, you know, uh, helpful in geography for my dyslexic ass. Uh, but what people don't realize is, though, that I was quick to, and again, we found out that she was pregnant with her second child, but I was so quick to be like, maybe she hasn't bounced back as quickly as you want. Yeah, maybe she is. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, she and people are, you know, going to make their criticisms. You know, that's just what's going to happen. But she literally, she is literally a boss. She does things. I can't even explain how much admiration I have for her. And watching that halftime show was phenomenal. And I understand people are going to critique no matter what, but I'm just like thinking of all the things this amazing woman has done. Like, okay, people, yeah, we can critique everyone till we're blue in the face, but can we talk about some of the good things? I mean, yeah, we can also critique her for being, you know, pregnant and on a hang wire or whatever, or on that little, uh, podium but my whole point is she's doing all these she's dancing she's being interactive as much as she can she didn't cancel on account that she was pregnant she actually pretty much uh announced it in the fashion that she should like i mean she doesn't have to announce anything but i'm thinking even about last year when she announced her pregnancy like it was like, oh, it's just because it's visible. Like, again, she kept it pretty private. And now people are like, oh, they don't call me set for nothing. Um, my mom and her siblings are all a year within each other. Like, my grandma just had them back to back. I don't know. To back. It just happened. And I know that that's not ideal, but it happens. I know people like that. So sometimes they're Irish twins and sometimes they're a little bit after. But before, yeah, anybody makes comments or says anything, weird or more hateful I just I just want to applaud you Rihanna and yes I know I'm going on and trying to pronounce it more and I know she doesn't care but for me I just I just want to and I've been following an account on Irish history and black history because it's by a black Irish creator and not like the black Irish that is you know the quote-unquote Spanish Armada the tale that's kind of true I don't know but I've learned so much and I definitely will link his his content in my uh, RSS feed slash in the uh, description because I think everybody should. It's about all the different connections that we have. But again, when he was talking about Sunday, he was revealing some of the things about how Rihanna is of Irish descent as well and how the Caribbean is based around a lot of that and how some of the accent works that way. And I think that that was so interesting and it's true. And again, I've heard it with the Jamaican accent as well. And then I saw something recently which is totally different but apparently that even the U.S. has more of an Irish way of speaking their English. But I don't really know if that's true. Again, I think that we just sound shitty to everyone else. Like, you know, no wonder because somebody said this because the bluey thing came out with the airplane and how I think like a Australian accent sounds a little more to an English accent but that's only because of the problematicness of some of the things once you look into it and people have been talking about this because Bluey's become such a great show and 
created awareness. By the way, I'm even an adult that has that's childless that doesn't really spend time with a lot of my younger cousins. But even I know enough about Bluey through TikTok and seeing the ADHD pup kid. Oh my gosh, I just wanted to snuggle that little puppy and tell that kid that it was okay. Now I know that sounded weird, but the point was that, you know, when it, you put it as a puppy, as a cattle dog, which by the way, I have a few words to say. Nobody get a herding dog. I know that that sounds so weird. And Sarah, you may have talked about this before. And Sarah, your dog's a herding dog. Yeah, why I can speak on behalf of it. If you do not have a yard and you find out that the dog that you adopted has some sort of herding in them, Border Collie, Bearded Collie, Sheltie Collie, especially Blue Wheeler. Just, oh my god, you do not know what you're in for. They are the most loving and sweet dogs, but no. And if you have small children, just really work on training. I'm not saying anything bad about these dogs. I'm just saying these dogs don't have an off button. My dad grew up with Shelties. He had a few that were obviously a little more energy, but yeah. And then anytime though, people can ask me, well, why are you saying this? I just am saying this because Bluey is continually coming out and having more seasons and it's all great and all good. But the more people that say they want an Australian cattle dog that aren't like at all aware of herding dog, you're not ready. You are not ready at all. And it's not okay. Like we don't need a repeat of 101 Dalmatians where in the 60s and in the 90s that they kept getting returned because people didn't know how to control them or after Balto with the Husky. Like just know, just know that it, they're smart dogs but they need to work even if they're not working dogs. And before anybody says this, I know I'm not a professional. My dog is not really the best trained, but I work and I train with her. I've been training her. I potty trained her. I've been training her since she was a three month old when we got her. So yeah, I, and my new dog, this is my second family dog. She's way more interested in being trained. Now she's a little sassy and ignores me sometimes, but she definitely is way more willing to be trained, way more willing to connect with me and, you know, way more interested. So I've been able to do some different stuff. And before anyone says, Sarah, what, what do you mean? She can do place work. She goes in her gate. She sits. She stays. She does a lot of good things. Is there other things that we could work on? Yes. Do I work on them? Yes. Is, is it a never ending battle at times? Yes. Am I professional? No. Do I, you know, do a lot of watch online stuff, get the apps, and listen to other people who've had similar dog breeds. Yeah, I know I'm not perfect, and between that and COVID, I know that they've had different types of dogs, but the point is, my dog also didn't go home till she was nine weeks old, and now I'm starting to understand why dogs don't go home nine to, before nine or 12 weeks, and it makes all the difference I can see in a lot of ways, but yes, I just wanted to specify that as I, you know, went on my little tangent, which is sometimes what I do, but I just wanted to quickly let that out because that's been my frustration that I've seen many people getting these dogs and then suddenly they're winding up in the kennels and then when people get them, they're aware that from the kennel, but it's still, I don't think registers in their brain that these dogs need to herd. They need to like just work. And working can look like a lot of different things that I just wanted to emphasize why you need a yard. Because even if you won't play... 24, 7, or like 12, or however long, you know, the dogs can play all day. 
they need a place to run around and do those zoomies. So, yeah, that, that, that's just all I have to say on that matter. But, you know, I've been, as I kind of go into more of the side of myself, which I know is kind of like a self-centered thing, but not self-centered, but I think because I talk a lot about myself on here, it's like a different, like a delicate balance if you really think about it, because it's like, I don't want to talk about myself all the time, and I don't want to overthink everything, and I don't want to give advice to people, because I don't have anything figured out, and I don't want to just be word vomiting. And I know, Sarah, that is, like, something you say every week, but it's true. And, you know, I've been buying all these different strategy books and all these different, how do I make things work? How do I make things sound better? How do I get more followers and more engagement on social media? And you know what? I went to school for all of this. And I think I'm entitled to some kind of settlement, considering the fact that I spent undergrad and grad school doing this kind of stuff. I got A's on the stuff. A's and B's always on the stuff. And what has it done? Nothing. Because I have been building slowly, but it's, and I know it's a slow process, but you're telling me I spent six-ish years doing all this stuff just to kind of wind up in a place where I don't know anything at all? You're telling me that I spent money, family spent money to help me get an education and I still don't have any freaking clue what to do? And partially, partially because of COVID, but also just in general? And I know people have been saying how school's a scam here and there, and yes, but in this thing, I was like, I'm so excited. I know what I'm doing. And then suddenly I do this and I have no clue. And if anything, I do not have great sleeping patterns because a lot of this is luck. Like, it's a good thing I have ADHD. Here's why. Because my sleep schedule has always been off. My highs and lows and my, you know, drama techniques is here and there. And I just don't know what I'm doing half the time. Like, again, I'm like Michael Scott. Like, I start saying something and then I don't know where it's going. And that's just the moral of my life. And again, I can see people being like, but what does this actually mean? This means I am a person that has no idea what I'm doing. Which, again, everyone says they have no idea what they're doing. This means I'm a person that fits the criteria for just... uh living through chaos and surviving. What does this mean? Uh, you know how I thought I had it figured out where I wanted to move? Yeah, I don't know. I'm reassessing that too. I know I don't want to live where I live right now. I know I don't really want to live in the Midwest anymore. But the whole problem is, is that the more that I connect with people who are still transplants to other cities it's not sounding great either so I really don't know and I'm someone who was always so sure of myself of where I was gonna move have a plan and then now it's just blowing up in my face and here's the thing yes again when I talk about ADHD and OCD constantly it's again 
thriving in chaos and then being this disorganized, organized person, right? Well, the problem that I continuously run into is that, you know, I was excited that I had a plan, a plan, a plan. Now I have just the, and I don't even have the, the plus, like Phoebe would say on Friends. And so, yeah, I, I truly don't know. I'm reassessing everything every 10 seconds. And basically, my mom just said I need to take more rest. And I know I do, but for some reason, you know, this week I said to my mom, I'm really bored now that I don't have to stress over my laptop. Like, what? What, is, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I need that. Like, I need to survive on that. And I, I hate drama. Like, I legitimately hate drama. But this is the irony. I hate drama, but I, I love stress. Uh, apparently, I love stress, but that's because, again, how your brain works in these ADHD world, like, you need to have something to, like, go, like, again, because I have, because I, because I have this type of hyperactivity, and because I have to listen to podcasts in two times speed, I finally, I finally listen, thank God, because I've been trying to listen to the Wizards of Waverly Place, but it's like, now that I have time to slow down, I'm like, I'm like, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? I don't want to cause any sort of drama. And I know people are like, but that's what people, no, 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 trust me. I, 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 look, I got a crazy ass family. I don't want to get into it too much, but just, I've, I've joked a lot. I'm Irish American. I'm third generation. Trust me. We are roasters of each other. And, you know, my grandparents were raised in a time where everything was a danger, so you still have that helicopter parenting kind of stuff going on, and then you become an adult, and it backfires, because now you're in fight or flight, but you also don't want to start drama, because the minute that you start drama, you're back as a little kid running around hiding from all the fights that are going on, and then you think, oh, it's like a TV show, and then you realize the reason that you like those TV shows and you find those TV shows funnies is because that's a trauma response. It's not because it's actually funny it's because it's sad and relatable and that you know this is like why mockumentaries like modern family worked so well so yeah that there's that um but yeah i'm continuously trying to find you know kind of my niche where where do i stand and all i can say is my where i stand is in the constant chaos of what is actually going on with my life i've decided my niche is <laughs> i am utterly confused i'm a geriatric millennial or the geriatric gen z because i am right 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 at the 99 97 mark see i can't even think straight this is how a brain works with ADHD. It's like you think something and then da, 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 da. it's like a computer and then it freezes. My brain goes out of memory. And I know before anybody says like, oh my gosh, she needs to really cool it with the caffeine. I've cut back on caffeine so much. And honestly though, caffeine makes me feel sane. And again, I will try to find some other people to talk to about this because I definitely think the psychiatrists on TikTok have mentioned this multiple times, but when you're a hyperactive ADHD person like me, caffeine actually kind of calms us down and it makes us awake, but makes us not sleep, but makes us sleepy, if that makes sense. And I know that this is a constant confusing, probably don't understand what the hell I'm saying half the time. And I get that. I get that. I get that. 
or it makes people go, what are you talking about, Sarah? But the people that I relate to the most are comics. Now, I can't, I don't think I could, you know, be a comic, like, be standing out in front, like, not, like, I, I truly adore all the work that they do for putting themselves out. It is a hard job because you never know what kind of response you're going to get or where you're going from there. And, you know, I was, again, I went to Matt Rife's uh, virtual premiere of his show, his new special, and he had a Q&A at the end. And, you know, I'm kind of, I know of him, I've had a few interactions with him. Honestly, a great guy. He gave great advice. Like, again, Laura, hi. A lot of those comedians are so accurate. They they have a perspective that is very interesting. Like, they really don't um, think anyone's beneath them, and I really appreciate that. But my takeaway from the conversation I had last night, because I said it, he was really helpful, he did not sugarcoat it. He did not sugarcoat it for me when, and this guy's like two years older and has had way more, it seems like, life experience experiences than me but he did not hold back when he said it's gonna suck for a while it was the same energy as again Laura High gave me where I'm gonna fuck up and that's where it feels like yeah no wonder I am still trying to figure out what the magic formula is and why I'm you know I'm trying not to sell out I'm trying to stay with my brand but at the same time I'm I'm selling out myself because I'm buying all these books that I already probably learned half the stuff from my school and now it's like I'm just giving away money that I don't have and I'm still in that like dumb young dumb broke high school kid phase and yeah it's just so phenomenally great to be where I am. Also I phenomenally love when people mention and yes I know I'm overusing that word or not using it in the right context but again people I am ADHD, dyslexic, blind in my left eye. It's a miracle that I ate. I, I turned out this good. So yeah, that there's that. I mean, I mean, like I saw a little kid with the same eye condition, amblyopia, as me the other day, and I'm like, this kid is so cool. And people are also saying that you know the patch never worked, this X, Y, and Z never worked. It doesn't matter. Yes, it's scarring, and looking back, you can feel whatever. But honestly, this kid's starting at a younger age than me. I did not start vision therapy and eye exercises stuff like I've said maybe or maybe I haven't said or maybe you'll hear on I hear voices like when I put my, my a little clip out there for them to hear probably not going anywhere with that but uh you, you know what I'm saying is that the whole thing I've talked about my trials and tribulations with some of this stuff I have not actually talked too much or any way about my eye actually I think not really accurately wow okay well that's a big thing uh uh, ironically, but I guess it worked because I was able to tell a story no one's really heard before except for people who know me. Uh, but aside from that, I guess I focus more on my ADHD now because I think it just makes so much more sense with who I am as opposed to how I was as a kid with this situation of my eye. Um, but yeah, I just uh, had lazy eye, amblyopia, which is now a dyslexia thing. They've decided, I think, to move into... And I know everyone's going to have a different opinion, but here's the story. Anyway, I... Uh, uh, yeah, did a lot of things here and there with it. And the problem is, though, I'm, like, looking at this kid and I'm, like, reading through the comments and I'm, like, oh, like, you're really gonna discourage this kid.
did more, but luckily you can't read. But also I'm thinking of the trend that's dumb ways to die. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, these parents, because at the same time, I know like we don't want to exploit kids or show kids too much, but this is a thing where it can create awareness too, because it is way more common than you would think. And I, it would be a good way to create awareness for, you know, what to look for, because kids can be sneaky with eye tests. And it's something that goes undetected so much that a lot of times you can't do anything about it. Again, even I was diagnosed so late that they decided to do rigorous eye therapy. Eye exercises with me. I only have 10% vision in my left eye. So, I mean, where, where was, would it have been easier? I don't know. And sometimes people need surgery because it's like astigmatism and stuff. I've got, again, astigmatism. So there's no surprise on that. But when I was developing, there's just so many layers to this that, you know, just Google what amblyoblia is at this point and maybe you'll see some other people talk about it. But my point is that, you know, I'm in a family of a lot of geniuses and I am my own way. I'm a creative genius. Like, <laughs> I may not score high on ACT, SAT stuff. If you guys wanted me to do a practical thinking versus imagination, I'd kill that imagination test. Why? Because I think uh, in different ways than other people. And I think that that goes to show, once again, Eric Matthews was the king of ADHD, the king of neurodiversity. Uh, I don't care what people say. Like, yeah, he might have gotten more flanderized as time went on. But again, it's through the eyes of Corey. I mean, watching Corey, again, they make sense. I mean, just as you watch more time, Corey's weird as hell. Like, that whole, like, the brothers are zany. I get it. That's their thing. But again, Eric and Sean aren't that different, too, in a lot of different ways. And of course, Eric and Sean need Feeny, Turner, and Alan to help them, like, guide them even more so. Again, I, I, I know that sounds strange, but if you really watch, again, people go, they don't make shows like this anymore. Well, yes and no, but again, with censorship and all this other stuff, I, I don't know what to say. I'm not in the industry. I don't know anything else. I can't tell you what is right and what is wrong, but again, that's the thing, like, where, you know, as I was watching this special, Matt put out his first special all by himself, produced on YouTube. He had, you know, friends behind him, but he did it all by himself. He hasn't sold out at all. It might have been a slower journey, but again, dude started at 15. He's, like, up there with Chappelle and stuff, like they were saying last night. So, I mean, when you say, like, you've been working hard for 12 years, yes, I totally see that, but dude, you start at 15. Yeah, like, that's, okay, uh, cool. I can't. I had ideas when I was 15, but see, I, I, I couldn't execute them. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at. Also, I cannot get over it. Like, there were so many weirdos in the comments last night. There was a live stream comment. People were going on and on about how, like, you know, this is the dumbest thing, whatever. Like, why didn't you just leave? Seriously, you're like, I pay good money for this and this is not live. Uh, it's a live premiere. It's a live stream interaction. Okay. Okay, but nothing makes anyone happy. Okay, okay, moving on. Also, another thing that, like, with the Matt Ray special that you said that was kind of, like, a, okay, because I've made jokes, but butt chins. Like, apparently dating this girl, actually, I think. And his friends decided to roast about a strong, dimple chin, butt chin. And me watching there, sitting there, being like, I'm just shocked that my family didn't even make this joke before. Like, he was talking about how somebody said the Texas Chinsaw 
massacre about someone at the butt chin. Like, I am shocked and deeply disappointed for how much my family roasts each other that we never came up with something like this. Although, then again, sometimes it can be considered too mean and some of us are more sensitive. I eat mean. So many others. But the point is, what the heck? And yes, I know I was very, like, upset about it last week. But here's the thing. I think when it's, depending on how it's delivered, obviously, is always a thing. Again, when it's, like, from, com comics can make a lot of things funny, and yes, they do also offend a lot of people, but it's, like, one, like, a person, like, commenting uh, and being, like, this faceless hide-behind-a-screen, like, screen slaver from Incredibles, you know, leaving a comment and whatever, and then that leads to more of those social media, what, what goes on in your brain, as opposed to a comic making a joke also about themselves, so the self-deprecation inside it as well, because this person also has a butt chin. And I know they're called butt chins or cleft chins, but also, fun fact though, I've got dimples on both sides, so you know what? I've got a win in here, whether or not that seems that way. Also, my eyebrows, yeah, they might look like caterpillars, but again, at least I have them. Doesn't take too much to fill them in or do anything. Yes, I might occasionally like, fill in a little bit, because they're a little different, but, and, again, they're supposed to look like sisters, not twins, and, again, trying to de-influence all your brain stuff, again, with the whole thing about, I've talked about this with the diet culture I've been de-influencing, talking about, and people at work are looking at me like, oh, 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 I, I, I had no idea, I wasn't aware of that, and, again, no, it's so funny, because, again, I think the minute that I say, yeah, you know what, I've started to stop stressing over every little thing, and suddenly, you know what, I feel like I love the earth more and I love myself more and you know what I don't think I don't find myself crying over every little bit of whether that's like food or what the planets you know people yes we need to take better care of the planet etc again all of this is deep rooted in the white veganism environmentalism again again if you actually looked at like what Native Americans and indigenous people have done for the earth is way more realistic and way more factual again you can say, oh, they eat so much of this animal, whatever. They're using every part of the animal, though, and it's safe. And I know that that sounds very, you know, stereotypical, but the point is that I've seen it, and you should follow accounts and learn more. But again, it's kind of similar. I mean, not very similar, but in a way, like, my farmer grandparents used everything. So again, there's, there's similarities and differences, but the point is, before social media, we didn't have these people throwing it down your throat. And again, even some vegans have said, let's not try to push this mentality that you're better. Plus, I can't freaking have soy or gluten. There's no fucking way I could do that. Not everyone can. And I think that's just kind of where I know that that went around in a weird ass circle that nobody really knows why I got there. How to start from a comedy special talking about a butt chin to this other stuff. But I think that it just goes to show everything's connected in an odd way. In the circle of life. So yeah, that's kind of just my takeaway from some of those things. But yeah, it was just, it was very much something I needed, I think, because I suddenly am extra lost, I feel like, especially with how TikTok's been lately with the algorithm. And you know what? A lot of people say that they're not going to sell out and then they sell out and do TikTok dances, do TikTok like sponsorships, all that fun stuff. And just, it becomes so disingenuous that it's like, I don't even know anymore what to say. And when they're like, I don't like this X, Y, and Z, but then you behave like it. I just have started to have such a love-hate with what I want to do and be able to achieve, but 
then I realized that, you know, I had some issues with a uh, agency that was a third-party thing that worked with uh, TikTok that was a uh, girl was just so controlling of everything I did and every move I did that I just had to quit and I thought I was working with someone else and just the whole way they came across and just everything they said and that everything was spammy. I think I've talked about this, but the problem is everything with TikTok is spammy. If you don't take down some videos, yeah, but with how the algorithm is, I'm sorry, what the hell am I supposed to do? What is there? There isn't anything else I can do. Yes, I'm bombarding. Yes, I'm being annoying. But again, it's like, how do you work the system? And just the headache that goes along with it. I mean, I'm going live. I'm trying to interact. I'm trying to do this. But I also don't want to find creep. I don't think people understand. There are so many weirdos on the internet that, you know, they're suggesting you to do this in X and Y and Z to grow your platform. And it's like, wow, when you're suddenly someone that grew up with also the cyber age of just being more protective because I was in the beginning of the whole internet stuff. Like, I'm surprised they don't teach this stuff anymore. I hope they could do better about teaching it, but it seems like not. I think because the internet and social media apps have exploded even more so than before, I think that everyone's starting to be like, I have no fucking clue what to do anymore. I don't know how to tell them to be protected on social media or this or that. Well, maybe, just maybe, don't give in to your kid whining, screaming, and crying over what apps to be on. And again, I know that we've all fallen victim to some of those vlogger families or whatever, but now that you're listening to the kids who are around my age, who were in that first little group huddle thing of it all, of the whole community, I think that you suddenly see it's coming out more and it's being more like the child stars. And again, I, I don't know too much. I don't have a lot to say on this because I don't know what goes on, but that's just kind of my takeaway from kind of observing some of the things here and there about it. And yeah, I just truly think about a lot of different things. But again, it's very interesting to watch, again, comics be able to make just about anything funny. And it's a real gift that they can do this and they interact with people. And I just, I love that. And I truly try to bring some of that here when I talk about my own life. Because I truly want people to know that, you know, like this little boy that's sharing his story with, you know, Amblyoblia. There's so many other people out there like us that need to know this or wish that they had someone else like in that platform scene to share. Again, not too much, obviously, like you don't want to exploit your kid, but at least talking about it is making it more of an awareness thing. And I just truly loved having those moments of clarity even last night where having someone again tell me things are gonna suck for a while. I know that that sounds so deranged and very negative but it's true. I mean watching again Grey's Anatomy like you know they keep go plugging along no matter who lives or dies or tells their story and I know I, I, I reference Hamilton maybe once or twice, or more than it should be, but Lin-Manuel knows what he's talking about, and the way storytelling has been done. I will say, though, the more that I see the, does Gen Z know, does Gen Z know, does, do they, do they even know? Here's the thing, I was raised by a first-generation off-the-farm farmer kid. My mom is generation to not be born on a farm, work on a farm, all that stuff, and you know, when some of the things pop up, I know a 
my heart, I'm not a millennial. I know I'm not a zillennial. I'm just geriatric Gen Z or elder Gen Z because I was born the first year. But I do do a lot of the things that Gen Zers do. But the problem is, I don't think some of this has to do with millennials versus any Gen Z in this case. I think it has to do with more who the type of parents that you have. Whereas my mom would tell me, it's free water. Here you go, try it. And yeah, it was very metallic-y and metal-y. Yum, yum, yum. Um, but again, we were also talking about, I spent a lot of time at baseball games because my brothers. And yeah, I did not like the malt, the malted kind of stuff. Like the, with the cardboard spoon. People know what I'm talking about. It was the little um, hot fudge sundae kind of stuff. Which again, the ice cream besides the malted one, in a shake cup. But again, there's just like these throwback things. And I'm like, uh, I feel like every kid that was born in 97 through early 2000, like 2002, had a moment with this. Like, we don't remember too much of it, but we have enough of it where it's like, that's why we have an identity crisis. Or like, every kid born between 93 and 2002 have these questionable moments, like, where do I belong? And that's kind of how I've been painting the picture. Like, where where do I belong? Because right now I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to figure out where's my next step and I can apply and apply and apply. But at the end of the day, oddly enough, ironically enough, I'm doing what I would be doing if I would be living in LA and that is working as a part-time like grocery store shopper. Like the irony is that I do all this stuff and I still wind up, even though I'm not living in LA, I'm still doing the stuff to make ends meet like I would do in LA. And the still thing is that I wouldn't be able to afford an apartment or anything like I can't do it here. So there's fun. There's do what you gotta do. There's just a lot of things that are rolled together. But I do want to talk a little bit about just again how excited I am for the new Grey's Anatomy Station 19 to come up. And I do want to talk about how hilarious it is just to see the interactions all through Instagram, like, that has been making me a little bit happier. I also just am saying this. If you have a kitten, please uh, help my cat get the mouse, because the mouse is really, truly, terrifyingly smart. And it's, again, still in my house. It, 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 it It's a recurring theme, and it's kind of sad to watch when your cat even wants to, like get it no matter what. It's like by any means necessary. And I just truly cannot get over how much we don't see it and then we see it and then we don't see it and then we see it and we can't figure out how is this freaking thing getting away with falling into the traps? How, how? Where's the hole that it's sneaking in through from outside? Are there others? Is it like a ratatouille thing where there's like some underground like thing where people are sinking in and out, where animals are sinking in and out? Is it like flushed away, you know? Anyway, I'm gonna wrap it up here soon and I obviously have to, you know, catch up on a few things and obviously I need to sleep, which I know I, I'm gonna. I, I've been sleeping a lot better actually lately, which is great and that whole technical difficulty thing with editing has just taught me a lesson that you have to keep moving forward no matter what, and that you sometimes, regardless of how much things say that they're geniuses or that they are experts, 
the experts did not know how to help me. Yes, I mentioned this last week, but the experts did not know how to help me. So Monday came along. I did. I did call someone else and they weren't very helpful. They made me feel like an idiot the entire time. So that was great. And then I just really didn't want to keep sharing my screen with them because of Apple Genius Bar help or online help. That was so great, by the way. But all I needed to do was convert the file into an MP4, two separate MP4s, put them together, and then it being fully perfectly edited and then Final Cut Pro working on that and being able to not die or feel like an overload of memory. So I'm so thankful I had to learn the very painstakingly way that I learned and hopefully this might help anyone that has problems with Final Cut Pro files or Adobe files. Also make sure your backup and rendering stuff is off. I know people are going to say, but Sarah, backups help save everything. I know, I know, but it also makes a lot more problems, a lot more of a file size issue, a lot more just where you're not really sure how the hell did it get this big. And no matter how many times you hit no background tasks, I'm telling you, technology is wild. And I know that people say that they hate it, and it's, again, a never-ending love-hate. It is that toxic boyfriend you cannot get rid of because it has so many more better qualities. So, yeah, that's what I'll leave you with, just my, my uh, little victory that I had at the end. I will be back next week. This has been episode 41 of Gen Z Gab, and we will see you soon. <laughs>